you guys excited we're going to open a new cricket field in Washington? Yeah, no. I'm not. Marymore no. Park's going to open a giant state-of-the-art cricket field. Pitch. Was Is it a pitch? I don't what? give a shit. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Salty. <laughs> uh, what? What do you think the difference is between a state-of-the-art cricket pitch and a old rundown cricket pitch? I Isn't mean, it just a stick in the ground with some circles drawn around it? Well, but there's like the whole the stadium is like round and it's like fan- like they're making like a thing, like a I don't they're know. They're gonna make a stadium. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a it's at Mary not a Stadium. What, it's, it's not a it's stadium. Not a stadium no. But a stadium's no, not. No, the they're thing. gonna take. They're going to take one of those big grassy fields there, and they're going to put a stick in the middle of it and no. draw some circles around it. <laughs> no. Uh, it's a it's a whole thing. Like, I saw some pictures. It's pretty wild. Please, Rick, elucidate us. In, in, invigorate us with your knowledge of cricket. It's going to look like this. It, it looks like a bright All phone. All I see is a glowing mass. Now do you see it? Uh, looks Major like Stonehenge. Kind of. I mean, it it kind of looks like what I said—a bunch of circles. But it's like a spaceship, right? It's like crop circles, right? Um, I don't know what it's for. If we're going to have like a team, do they have teams? Yeah, it's not an individual sport. <laughs> uh, but is it, you don't is just it, have a bunch of people show up and start picking people. Oh, you'll be it, on my team. It's the Marymore Cricket Community Park, twenty acres, Major League Cricket. Sweet. The United States will host the 2024 Cricket World Cup. Why? And, and we're the Seattle area to have a cricket facility up and running by then. It could potentially be an attractive location. Okay, so let me get this straight. It's 2022, mm-hmm. and if we build a park by 2024, we're one of the front runners for the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> yep. One could say if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Because that's it. That's a movie reference, Bill. Is it? Yeah. That's from Star Wars, right? Yes. Darth Vader? Yes. You didn't know that? Um, all right. Well, so, guys, are we uh, watching a movie or talking we about movies today? We must started by now. It seems like. I, I heard you open a cam. What you got there? I'm chewing on ice. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, did some uh, stuff today. I was busy. Yeah. Uh, so I had some drinks. Oh, you're so irresponsible, Ray. <laughs> With Bill, and now I may I may have convinced them to drive out to Snohomish and meet me. I, I was there. The and, three of them, the three people were going to get beers, and they all live sharing backyards in Everett. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Do the three of you want to commute to Snohomish just so that it's closer to me?" And they did. Wow, what um, a guy! I wouldn't do that for you, Bill. I know. I have. So I'll I, see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I thought that I would hydrate since it was kind of a long day, and I'm drinking a Corona Premier. Gross. It's limited edition. Cool. Nice. So it's fancy. Uh, Ryan, what are you drinking? I have a gin and tonic. Ooh, nice. What kind of tonic? <laughs> Seagram's. What cool. kind of gin? <laughs> Seagram's. Seagram 7. Yeah, Seagram 7 gin. It's not really gin, but you know. I also have a drink, gentlemen. What is it? I have a nice tall glass of 
liquid death, (laughs) severed lime, mixed with uh, hibiscus and grapefruit tequila. Gross. (laughs) Mm. Cool. Oh, that's that same tequila you had before. It is. It's the stuff from my Paloma, only instead of the, like, grapefruit soda, I just mixed it with some lime seltzer water. And it is refreshing and hydrating. Right. It is also fruity with floral notes. (laughs) Just like you. It's like me. Fruity, yet oddly appealing. I think I'd change that slogan. Um, Did you open another can? Yeah. Maybe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Slow down. This is the first of a double. I like to party. Double fisting on double podcast day. See how this mm-hmm. is going to go. So, Just a note to our listener, next week's episode, which we will be recording <laughs> about an hour from now, will be a rough one. <laughs> uh, so, what we watched Terms of Endearment this week. We sure did. We, yeah. And I think we should do some trivia yeah. about it, don't you think? Now, just to confirm, this is a movie none of us had ever seen, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so we watched a brand new thing. Yep. So, for trivia this week, I have a few new features. Um, it's going to be best of five. Uh, okay. Yeah, best of five seems fine. We best get, of five or first of five? Best of five. We have a long way to go today. I think we have a lot to talk about. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, we do. Um, we do. So to start this off, though, to see who goes first, I'm going to play a little game. I would like... Do you want to play a game? <laughs> Ryan and Bill to face off the... Take uh, his face. Quizmaster oh. is always right. Um, if there is too much time in between answers, I will call it. I will call a victory. If I don't agree with the answer, I will also call a victory for the other person. Oh my god! Get it over with. I gotta give the turn. No, Rick. Rick, I appreciate everything you're saying. Continue. <laughs> okay. Is it, is this going to be like? What do I think my highest bowling score ever was? Type no. of questions. No, I mean I'm ready to I'm ready to play the game now. I explain the rules. As I'm we, waiting whenever you are. I, I had finished explaining the rules when Ryan started bitching about it. I know. I want you to remember that when scoring this game. I will. So I would like you I guys. I feel like I've already lost. To wow, go. He just interrupted you again. <laughs> I'd like you guys to go head to head. I'd like Ryan to start. We always go head to head. I want you to go uh, round robin back and forth. Uh huh. Sane terms of endearment. <laughs> How do you win? For, first person that can't say one or takes too long to say one or that yeah, I don't agree with that's a term of endearment loses. Remember when I explained all the rules before this started, yeah, right? I do. I do. And, and I'm were, ready. And his clock is running. Too busy seething about my rules. <laughs> Fine. Bill wins. Fuck it. <laughs> no. Go. <laughs> go, Ryan. You're in. Bill, you have many I don't think you have qualities. to put it in a <laughs> I don't think you meant you had to like. Okay, here we, you know what we're gonna do. I'm gonna change the game. Bill, can I just say, honey? <laughs> Bill, use yes. <laughs> Bill starts. Honey, <laughs> sweetie, dear, beloved, boo, lover, shorty. <laughs> These are all Bill's terms. <laughs> shorty, uh, darling. Babe. Uh, this is a stupid trivia. Okay, I, mean, I win. Okay, Bill wins. I thought that was gonna be I thought that was fun. That was a yeah, good one. I didn't know Ryan was gonna like address me by name and confess love to me in this game. 
All right. Well, so since Bill won, he gets to. Uh oh. Where'd Ryan go? Oh, he got pissed and left. Oh, there he is. He's back. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is going to be Terms of Endearment trivia. Does this feel like one of those episodes that is going to be fine to record, but that Ryan's going to be really angry at us <laughs> while he's editing it? I mean, I guess we'll find out. He's just going to like I mean, two, two or three weeks from now when he's editing this, he's going to just like angry text us for no reason <laughs> because he's pissed at us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I will tell you that the last episode I re- uh, edited was really fucking rough. <laughs> and it's well, it's mostly one person who made it rough. Maybe yeah, if Rick, maybe if people would pay attention to what I'm saying and let trivia go on, they wouldn't have to edit so much. Okay, let's go. All right. Um maybe this week we don't have trivia. I mean, I'm in the middle of it. How about next week? You going to cut it all out? <laughs> we could do it. You know what we do? We could do trivia uh, throughout the episode. I could ask one question every 7 minutes or so. And then you could cut it and return it back to the beginning. I know some of our listeners would appreciate six more minutes of us discussing (laughs) possible options for trivia. All right. First one to five. Bill goes first. No defers. Bill, who directed Terms of Endearment? Um, Oliver Stone? (laughs) No. (laughs) James Brooks. Mm. You want to give that another shot, Ryan? Wait, why does he get another shot? Do I have to be more specific? Yes. James middle initial Brooks? Uh-huh. What is it? Mm. Why? How is James L. Brooks. There it is. <laughs> Good one, Ryan. Ryan gets one point. Okay. According to the poster of Terms of Endearment, who is the top build actress in this movie? Bill. Uh thought we were alternating. Shirley nope. MacLaine. And Ryan? Deborah Winger. Ooh, another point for Ryan. Okay. Um, okay. Ryan, what year did this movie Wait, come out? Oh, yeah, Bill, first Bill what year did this movie come out? <laughs> 1983. Good job. Two, one to two. Uh, Bill, what was the budget of this movie? Uh, $13 million. And this is Price is Right Rules. Well, way to say that after I guess. <laughs> Do you want to give it a go again? No, I'm good. Okay, Ryan? Uh, $13 million and $1. Okay, you guys both lose. Uh, so we're at still one to two. Uh-huh, with one so question left. If First to three could, wins. Could, yes. <laughs> Price is right rules. Yeah. Worldwide box office for this movie. I'm going to go with $52 million. I'm going to go $52 million and $1. Correct. $165 million. Ryan wins trivia. I'll be right with you. I have to take one break real quick. Where was this break earlier when I was choking my food down? Yeah, when you needed to like finish cooking that pizza. Or something. Dip a taquito in some sour cream or guac. Right? Right? It's better that way. Yeah. Like how he's taking phone calls. It's fucking Hollywood over here. Well, he's I'm like take... it's like he's a slave to the phone, right? You know, yeah. you don't always have to answer it. No. Just because just... we have cell phones doesn't mean we always yeah. have to be reachable. I, I put mine on silent. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't, but I just don't get a lot of calls. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, Terms of Endearment. Oh my god, this movie was fucking shit. This this is fun. Glad I hurried up for this. You know, I get a little tired of his, we podcast when I say go. Right. <laughs> So anyway, we were talking about Rick being a total dickhead and um, how how the podcast only exists on his terms. And we yeah. think that's inequitable. We're going to go who, on strike. Who needs to still conduct business at 7 o'clock on a Friday night? You're welcome. Okay. So did so we went trivia? Yeah, Ryan won, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. In terms of endearment, what did you guys think of it? Here's what I we think, thought we'd think of it. Here's what we thought we'd think of it. <laughs> Do you Next wanna... week... So oh, yeah. I know we're in the heat of Why Oscar didn't you do this already when I was done? I ahead of time for <laughs> what we're doing. It, this isn't on purpose. You know, I don't know. Actually, next week, I've never seen this movie. But we're trying to watch movies that, that we've um, – that have won Oscars. Okay. And we're trying to watch movies that are streaming. Yep. yep. So think, what, you're, what you're saying is what you have on deck is a streaming Best Picture winner that none of us have ever seen. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Fuck you, Rick. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Terms of Endearment. Okay. Well, so you could guess what it's about, but I don't know if it's right. We could all guess what it's about. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it, it sounds like 30 it's a, seconds, a 30 seconds I, a piece on how I'm guessing. I'm guessing love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um sort of a will they won't they thing i'm hoping it's uh along the veins of a forget paris style movie <laughs> right okay. who do you think's in it a billy crystal and deborah winger <laughs> <laughs> i think i think dolly parton might be in it okay, okay. oh is it a country thing and Anne marg no what's her name the other lady uh-huh and hathaway and frank and hathaway <laughs> okay uh, so I did a little bit of research about this movie when we talked about it, um, but I'm going to say it's, uh, it's, uh, soap opera style love drama and there's some parents and some kids and some adultery and some, some other stuff and, and, uh, it all ends in tears. Oh, thanks for ruining that, Ryan. Jeez. Yeah. He, wow. did some re- he did some research and spoiled I, the movie for us. Wow. Uh, cool. <laughs> what a guess from Ryan. So I guess we don't need, really need to pick a... I guess we should guess. I'm going to say he's going to give it a 43. What do you think, Ryan? Two. A two? A I 42 or two? I think I'm going to give it a 60. It's since okay. I'm part of this discussion. <laughs> right. Well, I mean... You don't need to go away for us to say we've never seen this movie, so we right. can't. Yeah, We're not exactly. vouching for it. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see what we all think of it. Okay, okay so what do we all think of it? I think that Ryan's <laughs> research, I don't know why he does so much research on these movies before he watches them. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting. I never do any research. <laughs> yeah, we know. Or watch them barely. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's funny in that I said, I thought Shirley MacLaine was in this and maybe Dolly Parton. And that mm-hmm. goes back to me remembering that I always, always, always think this movie is Steel Magnolias, which mm. has both of those people in this in that movie. Right. And okay. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. Much better movie than this one. But yeah. Bill, have you, seen, uh, have you seen Steel Magnolias before? No. 
Oh, well, you want to watch some more people die? <laughs> That's called I'm gonna, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you guys talk about this movie for a minute before I unload on you. <laughs> so I thought it was interesting that Rick, you said Shirley MacLaine was in this movie, and uh Bill, you said that Deborah Winger was in this movie, and you <laughs> yeah. were both half right. <laughs> no, we were both exactly right. Well, <laughs> yes. If you're right was- on one of the two guesses. Yeah. Sure. And I was right on both movies, actually, because She's in the other movie, but um, okay. anyway, it doesn't matter. I like that, to be right. That doesn't count as being right, because that's not what we were guessing. <laughs> which which ten pins were you knocking down, Rick? <laughs> yeah. Just the one. Ten times. Yeah. Uh, or ten, ten Thir- times. Thirteen, 13 times. times yeah. Whatever, yeah. however it works. Yeah. Twelve, cool. twelve, twelve times? Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's twelve. Yeah, okay. Don't hurt yourself, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, let's get it. Let's start from the beginning. Why? Okay, well, here, I, here, let's 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 do this before okay. we before we attack this movie too much. I, who's okay. your Who's your favorite character storyline in this movie? So, okay, you asked two different questions there. Okay, who's your favorite character in this movie? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. He's he's what this movie. This movie is his story. <laughs> Jack's song Kinda There's a lot of other stuff But he's the character That goes on the greatest journey Of change and self-discovery mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing About this movie Let's Let's talk about These actors in this movie no Great matter, actors no matter, Great actors in this movie No matter what we're about to say About this movie They all did a really good job At what they were doing Yeah, absolutely Shirley, Shirley MacLaine was awesome In this movie Yes, she's super Deborah good. Winger. Deborah Winger was awesome in this movie. Yeah, she's my least favorite, but she still is pretty good in it. Because oh, I, Jeff Daniels, I love Jeff Daniels. This Flap. is my least favorite character Flap. Jeff Daniels has ever played. No, yeah. Flap. No, Flap. Flap was terrible. No, Flap oh, was terrible. Flap. Oh, Flap. Old yeah. Flapperoonie. The Flapperino. Yeah. Uh, so well, yeah, Deborah Winger. You know, I don't. I guess I don't understand Deborah Animals. Winger. I don't understand Deborah Winger. <laughs> I don't understand Deborah Winger's cannonballs. She is <laughs> like, do they explode? <laughs> she's like kind of like quirky and a little like she's kind of cute for the time, but like she mm-hmm. has like weird jokes and she makes weird faces and has bad posture and wears weird clothes. I and love I, it. I, I love her. I don't know what I. I don't know what I. I don't know what it is think, about her that doesn't do it. For I think me. she has. So much energy and charisma, and I think she is funny and just delivers. She can deliver these lines in such a like fun, quirky way. And I and this character. So I've only ever seen her in Forget Paris and this, right? Right. But okay. but in both of those movies, she just is like brutally honest and like shockingly frank with people. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just like, and and has like a wit to her, like very smart. And usually, when you see like consistency in someone's characters, it is representative of a little bit of their personality. And so, I just, I don't know, I really like that. I like that style. I think that she, I think that that role that she played in this movie would have been better if Shirley MacLaine wasn't acting circles around her. Because Shirley MacLaine was the same person. I mean, she was her mom, and she had the same kind of stuff. And I think she was more fun to watch. She was more fun to watch, but she was more of a caricature. She was more extreme. 
Like her her psychosis was way more intense than Deborah Winger's. Deborah Winger was like a more normalized, socially acceptable, socially aware version of her in this movie. Mm. I don't know if she was socially aware. She kind of sucks. But anyway, okay. I don't like, with like the, in the John Lithgow storyline. I just kind of don't like. I just yeah. How do you like his part? It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's such. It, a, it's really weird. I've never seen another show where Judge Lithgow was John Lithgow was like the sex symbol, <laughs> right? It, but he also well, wasn't because like Shirley sure. McLean has that line where she's like, "You finally take a step away from flap, and it's to a like unavailable middle aged banker, right? You know? Right? Which is like also weird because she's like, "Oh, you finally committed adultery, but it was with this guy, <laughs> right? Right? Okay, why is his name Flap?" Oh, I don't know, but <laughs> that is knows. his name. It's not a nickname. <laughs> nope. Do Flap. They... Flap. Is that like a thing that people were called? Nope, because I looked it up and I can't find <laughs> any record. I looked up, is there any other historical person named Flap? And the three things that came up were the butt flap in Long John's <laughs> and char- characters in history with unfortunate names and the history of plastic surgery. So there's hmm. that. Hmm. So, going back to Deborah Winger for a minute, I I was so dumbfounded by this movie, and I had to go and look at reviews to see, like, what people thought was good about this movie, because I was, I I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it at all. One of the reviews for this movie praises Deborah Winger on her voice being akin to a goose honk. How is that a positive review of anyone? If your voice sounds like a goose honking, that's not a good thing for movies. Oh, I agree with that, though. <laughs> that she sounds like a goose or yeah. that it's a good thing? She sounds like a goose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing if you're a goose. I really don't. Like, I'm not. I, it's really hard. This is a weird one for me because it's. I don't want to pick on Deborah Winger because I think she did what she was supposed to do. But I just, like, I didn't. This seems like it would be right up your alley, Rick. It's a, such a like, it's like a sandwich made out of slices of life. <laughs> that is like a it's bunch of age. It's a bunch of coming of age story, stories smashed together. All of them. I but I, you know what? I didn't like who the people were or turned into. You don't like? I mean, Jack. No, Nicholson. No, <laughs> sure. No. Yeah. Here's I the thing. No, here's what I'm saying. That's why I said I don't want to pick a Deborah Winger. I think Deborah Winger wasn't. I don't. I just don't think I like her. So you don't like what she turned into in this movie? Yeah. You know what? It didn't. Uh, the I don't know if we should spoil the movie or not. It's oh, we're gonna old. spoil it. We're gonna spoil okay. it because I've got some her, bones to pick. Her dying didn't really affect. Like I don't think it was that uh, sure. No one should be dead. I don't wish death on Deborah Winger. Right. But like, I'm not all that. I wasn't not that sad. I've been more sad. I've been more sad at other things. I've in, been sadder in sports movies. Yeah, I was. Sad, I've been sadder in happy movies. <laughs> so let's let's take a quick side here. <laughs> okay. Uh this is a frustrating movie for us to have chosen. Uh-huh. And a difficult movie for me to watch, having had a mom die of cancer. Sure, right? but it wasn't. So, but it didn't happen like this. I don't. Don't <laughs> minimize that. Don't. <laughs> no. Like. You, wait. No. No. I, wait. I'm not minimizing anything. I'm saying this movie. That was the other thing I didn't like about this movie is I think the it re- they for as long as this movie was and how much they went through stuff, 
the end of this movie with cancer was rushed and didn't have a lot of things happen. They like, didn't dwell on it, which is actually something I appreciated. It wasn't like the focus and the drawing out. It was like just a part of the story, which I thought was a good thing. Um, now, I, I lied. I actually have seen one other Deborah Winger movie. Um, it's a movie called Surprised by Joy. Okay. Okay. And it is a biopic about C.S. Lewis. Uh-huh. Okay. And she plays Joy, C.S. Lewis's like late in life spouse mm-hmm. who dies of cancer. Okay. Mm. And in that one, she has a long, slow, painful, cancerous death. Okay. So it's right in her wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> okay. But uh, that was that was hard. I that to me that was the most frustrating part of this. I try to avoid movies where like a mom dies of cancer just because it um it 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 evokes in me frustration that isn't related to the movie or grief, you know, awakens grief that isn't related to the movie. And so like my personal emotional distaste for that part of the movie isn't related to the writing or the acting or the story. It's my personal experience, you know, that that you see somewhat mirrored in that. I've seen a lot of cancer movies that I felt bigger connections to. And I think the biggest thing in this movie that bothered me was I was so like, I was something, some things are so ridiculous or infuriating that they make you laugh a little bit, you know, when that happens that yeah, the whole, this whole, like, I know it's the time this movie was made, but the whole, like, Oh, Hey, Jeff Daniels, who's going to take your kids now that your wife's dead. And it's like, right. The right. dad no. should take the kids. Yeah. They're yeah. No. His yeah. children. No. And that's why you hate flap in this movie. Right. Well, like he's right. such a shitty guy Yeah, to be right. like, to be like, well, yeah, you know what? It's hard taking care of kids. And I, I haven't been doing it. My wife with cancer over there, she was taking care of the kids while I was cheating with these college students. Sure. So, I mean, I'm going to keep that up so someone else has got to watch these kids. It wasn't right. even a question at one point when he was just no. like, yeah. Who's of course they should go with her mother. Or, of course yeah. they should oh. go with anybody but you, but the right. father of yeah, these children. Yeah, no, that's – which yeah. is insane. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. It's, and it's like – brutal how much he doesn't love or care about his kids which that took me so that that part of that movie bothered me so much that i it was hard for me to even but focus there are on the next dads part. like that Shh, yeah but this okay but i don't think jeff daniels was portrayed really i mean and when is this supposed to be the 70s yeah i guess i think it was modern oh, yeah. times can when we, it was made can we stop and address the cadillac of the insane time jumps and in this movie yeah it was it was hard to wrap my head around like i've seen movies that jump time but they do it in a much more graceful way and they usually let you know when it's happened other than going oh she said she thought she was pregnant and now there's a baby over there so she must have had that baby right you know what i mean so this movie takes place over 30 years yeah but it but it's never like two years later or like there, there's right. no like transitional scenes that show definitively well, how much time well, has passed or anything. They just show an older kid all the time like, for a while, except they keep two the two boys the whole time. The girls growing up. Well, they just change their hair a little bit, but they yeah. like, they, they like walk downstairs and they're bigger and you know, they have another kid. I mean, they, they do, they 
allude to the fact that time has passed, but they don't dwell on it in any way. But it's not always like same as her cancer treatment. She gets cancer and that just, then it's over and she's dead. But I'm saying like, they don't always let you know immediately that time has passed. Right. Cause like there's that scene at the grocery store with John Lithgow when he shows up and like exposits his own character. Oh, remember it's me from the bank when I denied right. your loan for the second mortgage last week. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like, like that's somehow less embarrassing than what she's going through with the chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. But, uh, then they, Oh, the chocolate bar. Now, actually that was one of the, one of the points <laughs> where I actually, I giggled a little bit in this movie is where she, the kid picks up the mite all and tries to take it away. And uh-huh. she's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> like, yeah. I keep the yeah. mite all your, your candy bar is going away. Do you yeah. guys, I guess my Cadillac in this movie is I hate in movies, which, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but like that woman at the counter, are people that work at grocery stores that big of dickheads to people? Well, if they're from New York, this, this lady, (laughs) this lady can't pay for her stuff. Please come over here. That yeah. kind of, it's like, well, I like, but, but that was a great line. Like, I love that line, but she's like, I didn't think I was being rude. And John Lithgow goes, oh, then you must be from New York. And like, <laughs> that's the thing that offends her the most, Sure, right. which is also like a, a truly Iowan reaction to that right. comment. I have that same issue when I watch movies that people are getting bullied in. And I know people get bullied, but sometimes I'm like, why are bullies so crazy over the top? Like they're just dicks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I didn't experience bully in the way that people show in movies. You know, there's me to everybody for every single thing they've ever done. You know, it's just a lot. And so that stuff frustrates me sometimes, but maybe it happens. And it's someone else's story that I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Next point. <laughs> point counterpoint. I like it. Uh, <laughs> do you think that also uh, Jack Nicholson would have suffered further injuries from flying out the top of a Corvette and to the beach into the water at any well, point. Yeah. I, I liked that scene. <laughs> that was a fun scene. Okay, let's talk about Jack Nicholson. Who, He's who? So, wouldn't he be so fun to be if you're an old man, if you're a single old man? I like how he didn't age in the movie. Right. <laughs> he was just always an old guy. But he always really seemed to get older. That's how he still is now. <laughs> he just recently got old. Yeah. Uh, you know what's crazy, though? I have to double check this. But this movie came out in, what did we say, 1983? We did say that. I'd like you to tell me how old Jack Nicholson was in this movie. Well, it spans 30 years. No, how old was actual Jack Nicholson in this movie? Oh, uh, in 1983, he yeah. was probably 43. Uh, so he was born in 1937. I get okay, to so guess. I was, I was too, off I guess. by three years. Sure. So how old do you think Deborah Winger? I mean, not Deborah Winger. Uh, huh. Shirley MacLaine Shirley was. MacLaine. Yeah. Man, it feels like similar, but she had to have been younger, huh? Um, I, mean, sh- I have no idea. She's born in 1934. Hmm. Yeah, so like quite so a. They're three. She's three years older than him. Right, but when you look at those two in this movie, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, have you met me or you, a 41 year old man? Yes. Can you imagine standing next yes. to Jack Nicholson in 1983 and being like, "Which one of us is older?" Right. And, yeah, and, yeah. And he'd be. Yeah. You'd, you'd guess he's 25 years older. I would hope. I don't know. 
I mean, he's way—he's I mean, way manlier, and he looks like a grown-up. But I could definitely pass as his grandson. We've, we've I think. Talked to, and we've kind of talked that about that a little bit, though. That like somehow people that were born earlier looked older, even when they were our age. You know, and I right. think that's a continuing thing. Like if you look at someone who's our parents' age yearbook or photos like if if you look at photos from your mom or dad when they were 41 they look older than you look now right at least at least mine do right yeah i'm sure that's true what do you think ryan (laughs) (laughs) oh oh i'm still on the podcast now it's not just the rick and bill show i mean your thing disappeared you you disconnected we just saw a picture of you and you couldn't answer you keep dropping off uh, I uh, attempted to speak several times. You guys just freight traded me, so you dropped no. off. You literally no, that was before I dropped from off the Zoom call. <laughs> that was before I dropped off, gentlemen. Mm. Ryan's um, upset. What is Ryan doing today? I know. That's why he didn't know any terms of endearment because he was too bad at you. Yeah. Fuck, Seriously, Rick, do up. not get in between Ryan and his pizza again. <laughs> the podcast suffers. He's, no, don't eat. You have to eat taquitos every. Don't eat taquitos anymore. <laughs> yeah they're a poor substitute fuck you rick <laughs> ryan what did you have to okay, say let's, no no let's let's, uh, let's hear ryan's gold comments here what are we gonna say ryan? i'm over i'm over it we've moved on no right um, well, but this was your first time watching this movie so what did you think of this best picture winner so uh, this is the first movie that i've actually taken notes on um because it was so bad <laughs> um that I had to remember all of these things. Um, we talked about Flap. It, it's, this movie was like a bad soap opera. Like, there was always something going on that was that was an outrage or a celebration. or It was just like a cut scene to every little thing that happened. There was no, like, I don't know. It didn't feel like there was any depth to anybody other than Jack Nicholson's character. <gasps> I so I disagree hard with that. I think that this movie. Um, wait, what did you say? It felt like perfect. I'm sure yeah, that, that, great. <laughs> uh-huh, thanks. Appreciate it, guys. I'll see you in the edit, fuckers. Uh, I'm sure that was all of his notes, right? <laughs> no, but those. Hang on, but you go back three seven. Ryan, Ryan, why don't you continue with your notes? This movie feels way older than 1984, 83, whatever it came out, uh, because it was set so... I mean, it feels like it ends up in contemporary times, but like we talked about earlier, why did the kids go away from their dad? Also, why did they break up the kids? Why did one of the kids go with the sister and the other kid went with the parents? They, they, they didn't. They talked that didn't to, happen. Well, they, they talked, talked about, about it, but why was that, that even a didn't. thing? Because she wanted because that kid. That, her friend wanted to raise the daughter, but didn't want to raise the boys. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that seemed weird, uh, seemed weird to me. Uh, not being a, a father, I, I thought that was weird. Well, they didn't want to split them up, and that's why they didn't. But, I mean, I could see a friend going, I want to help out, but I'm not taking three extra kids. Yeah. Why? No, I get that. Why is Jack Nicholson an astronaut? That's why he gets sure. But why Houston? And that's the rock stars of the world. (laughs) I mean, it's just it seems weird. Like it seems very unnecessary for him. Like they talk about that for they call him an astronaut a few times. He shows some pictures, and that's it. And it seems like well, I think it's it's to justify his shitty behavior and give him one more thing to be uh, 
you know, desired for. Why he's so full of himself, so wealthy, so famous. Why doesn't have to do anything at 41 and has a nice house with a pool. Yeah. Or however old he's supposed to be. I mean, Shirley MacLaine has all except except for the pool. She lives next door. Well, and she has all those famous paintings too. My wife and I were theorizing her husband must have had money. Right. Didn't she say her mom gave her that painting? Maybe. I don't know. I think she she said it was passed down from her family. But yeah. She had several paintings, right? Yeah, probably. Because she brings those ones into the hospital room and the like janitors are helping her hang it. She's like, careful, those are worth more than you'll ever make in your entire life. (laughs) Right. Right. Which is something a cool person says. (laughs) Um I thought that Danny DeVito was completely wasted in this movie. But that yeah. was a weird. That was the weirdest role. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the fact that she had these the fucking three guys hanging around while she was like really wanted to be with Jack Nicholson the whole time. I think that was to illustrate that she also had options. Mm. Right. Uh-huh. It wasn't like she was desperate for Jack and he was settling for her. It was that they both had plenty of options where they could have been the boss, but they chose each other because they challenged each other. I liked that mm. scene. I liked that line where he was like, you bring out the devil in me, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I, liked, I mean, Jack I liked, was the best part of this movie. Like you I, said liked, I liked a lot of lines in this movie. Yeah, and I love the way he then, like you see such a character change. You know, when he breaks up with her, when the kids come to visit, it's because he can't handle being emotionally involved in her life. But by the end, when Deborah Winger dies and the kids come to move in, like he engages with the boy and like Mm -hmm. sits with the girl and you just see like, he's willing to, you know, bite the bullet to fully engage as an emotional part of her life. And 30 years later, he's probably realized that the, the party's over. Like he's not going to go out to the bar and like pick up three chicks that are going to take him home. You know, it's a different stage of life. He wants more than that. I played a fun game with myself when I saw Danny DeVito's name in the credits. Yeah. I was like, who's he going to be? And I kept hoping he was going to be like Deborah Winger's boyfriend or something, but I could never figure it out until he showed no, up. And it wasn't that was hour. John Lithgow. Um, yeah. So here's the thing about Danny DeVito is, you know, Danny DeVito to us is like a star, right? He's been in yeah. so much stuff. And he's like been the guy in, you know, tons of stuff, right? He's right. always been fun. He's always been around for us. But when you look back at his, like, IMDb, his first, like, of note thing. Taxi? No, well, his first, like, of note thing is a movie that we'll watch in the future, of One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. And he's not a very big role in that, but he's in that, right? And then after that, he's in some stuff, but nothing big. And then Taxi... Um, from 1978 to 1983, and then Terms of Endearment. I think that Dane DeVito, you didn't know how to use him yet. Mm. Um, you didn't realize, because like, he got big when he made that movie. Um, what's it called? Ruthless People. Mm. You know, he was in like Romancing the Stone. Never seen it. Never seen um, it. And then after that is when he got pretty big. And, you know, then he was in like Tin Men and Throw Mama from the Train and did all that stuff after that. Never seen it. Never seen it. <laughs> Twins. So when's Danny DeVito month? Right. <laughs> he was in Twins. <laughs> yeah, in the nineties. Ni- yeah. Cool. I thought that's when he showed up. Le- uh, yeah. So and anyway. I was gonna say Home Alone, but that's not him. Nope. It's oh, not that's Joe Pesci. <laughs> uh, You've also about- seen movies with Joe Pesci in it. We've watched them on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh. Anyway, or like get shorty. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He. I think that he Never wasn't a. It. You ever see Get Shorty? 
No, we oh, talked about like... this last week. <laughs> we did? Yeah. You, you'd yes. like it. Uh, anyway, I think he wasn't a guy. So he was just a big character in that movie. That makes sense why he wasn't. Well, uh, yeah. I, uh, so well, you're point... saying he had a small role? <laughs> no. Wow. You're didn't saying. say that. Uh, I didn't say that he was a known quantity. I just thought that his talents were wasted in this movie. I didn't say you said that, Ryan. <laughs> Well, you were trying to make this whole argument how about he wasn't a thing. He wasn't a thing. You guys said, you said that was so weird he's in this movie. It's such a weird part. And I said, this is probably why. Jesus. He hadn't, he hadn't been on Always Sunny in Philadelphia yet. Jeez. Man, nothing, nothing divides you guys like watching a movie you haven't seen before. <laughs> I guess. Weird. No um, wonder I'm always so fiery usually. This uh, this harkens back to that old uh, old nope, chestnut drink. that that Bill <laughs> Bill brought up. The uh, fucking forget Paris. I think that was the most we've ever bickered, Rick, on a on a podcast. Me and you, or me and him? All of us. Oh, because yeah, because you loved it too. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so let's review what we thought we were going to give this and what we gave it. Or should we take a quick break? Well, we all guessed. We didn't really give. We guessed what we didn't give you our, would give it. Yeah, we didn't give our own guesses. Okay. We all okay. guessed what you thought. So why don't you guys share where you would put it on your respective meters, the Richter scale and the meter? Uh, <laughs> Do you think that Deborah Winger was justified in her relationship with John Lithgow? No. No. Because she didn't have any proof yet, right? But we all knew Flap was cheating on her, right? I don't know. Did we? Or did we think she was crazy because he said she was crazy? That's what she gets when she's pregnant. Oh my gosh! Was that was was his not wanting the kids the worst seed, or was his trying to make her seem guilty and crazy? And you know how you get when you're pregnant when she caught him cheating. (laughs) I think that was probably worse than the kids scene. Also, yeah. I do. Or love... hitting on that girl with the baby in the, the <laughs> sack thing that yeah. he's wearing. Yeah. I do. I do love a guy too who's like, uh, uh, what did he do? It was funny. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna he, say. He love it so much. He forgot this what you were gonna say. This is day drinking, Rick. <laughs> he he just likes to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. What does he do? Can we just splice in him say coherent things from other podcasts? Uh, I don't know if we have that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not Googling shit. I remember now. (laughs) When he comes in, he's like, hey, she's got the baby in the thing and she's got the crew, but he's just like wants to go to bed. And he's like, how long you got to do this shit for? She's like, I don't know. Till the baby's better. He's like, and he's mad. He's like, hey, I'm going to take this other job at this other place because I could be head of a department. It's like the same money, but like, let's move anyway. It's like, right. what the fuck is wrong what, with you? Okay. What a dick. He's one, the one word, one word in defense of Flap. Uh huh. In only one scene. He's named after a butt flap. No, it's <laughs> that scene though. When, when the baby has croup, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And they both get up. Yep. And they're like in the steamy room and tired, mm-hmm. right? And she's like rocking the baby, like, till the baby's gonna go back to sleep. As a parent, and especially as a parent of multiple children, one of you does need to go to sleep. Because when that baby goes to sleep, whoever stayed up with that baby is going to be exhausted. But those other kids are going to get up and need Mm -hmm. someone to, like, take care of them. You know, like, 
both of them staying awake because the baby is sick is a stupid parenting tactic. And he right. like he's justified, but he's like, do we both need to be staying awake here? Like what he should have said is, you go back to sleep. I'll yes. stay up with her, right? That's that, what he should that have That should have been the right phrasing of that. But the idea that they both needed to stay awake because the baby was sick is dumb. But – well, that was him feeling guilty, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, but he's just such a dick because even when that scene, so you talk about being in defense of him. Sure, maybe that was a normal person, but the first thing he does in that scene is get mad and smack the bed because he has to get up because his baby's crying. And oh, yeah, yeah, sick. no, no. He, like, he's, he's a terrible an asshole person. the he's whole the, time. He's the worst person in the movie, for yeah. sure. He's really, yeah. but sure. isn't it fun that Jeff but The Daniels, question you asked was, is Deborah Winger justified in the affair with John Lithgow? Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I, I mean, she doesn't know, but at the same time, like she was confront- right. But okay, does cheating but, but, beget but, cheating? No, that's what I'm saying. Like cheating begets divorce or fighting, not right. additional cheating, right? And then the interesting thing about it is, like, she says to John Lithgow, "I'm glad I don't know because I don't want to do this out of revenge." So she even has a self-awareness there to say, I'm doing this because I want to cheat, not because I think I was cheated on. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, my wife and I had a conversation about whether or not she should have told Flap on her deathbed when they're like, when he apologizes for the cheating or whatever. And she almost did. Right. She almost did. So do you think she should have? No. I don't think anything ever good comes of it. Exactly. And that was exactly what I said too. I was like, you know, if she's not dying, maybe to try and save the marriage, they come clean and they work things out. But in that moment, all it does is hurt him. And all right. it does is create bitterness. Like there's there's no, that telling him there is only selfish on her part because it eases her conscience. It doesn't help him. And and she does, you know, that scene with her son is so good too when she is telling him like I know you've been acting like a dick to me, but mm-hmm. I want you to know when I'm gone, I knew that you loved me. I, d- I did. Shut up. Shut Wait, up, Rick. I want to tell you Im- something. It's a good scene. I, okay. I didn't – I was going to say I did at one point yell at my TV when – like out loud – when he was talking shit outside of the hospital and Shirley uh-huh. McLean Hobbs smacked him, I go, get him! <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that was, that was good. And she's like, I cannot have you disrespect your mother like well, that. Yeah. yeah. Be- because yeah. that's the other thing. We're like, I understand a kid being like confused and angry, mm-hmm. but also like there's got to be a point where he's got to be a little more sad than he was in this. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I well, think it's. The the child actor that played that kid, I think, played it really well for, for yeah. how young that kid was. He he really acted well. In fact, for that. both both did. The other kid yeah, who yeah, was yeah. like super like he he acted well, being frustrated with his brother and sad. You know that mm-hmm. that tension and seeing both sides yeah. of it. Everyone in this movie was a good actor and I, acted. The I hell think out that's of it. what the paradox of this movie is: is that there was a lot of good acting in a bad movie. I wish he was Flap Junior. We're gonna we're gonna have. A reveal here in a minute. Uh, let's take a quick break and see where we ranked Terms of Endearment. Check out. Shit, I forgot what it's called. It's in Portland. It's the hair place. Um, man, they've been sponsoring us for two years. 
What's it called? <laughs> um, uh, it's called Hairpin Salon. That's what it's called. Yeah. Check out Hairpin Salon in Portland. Google it. Have you ever wondered if someone's trying to poison you? <laughs> nope. Okay. No? no? I do. Yeah. Who's trying this to poison is, you? This isn't a new ad. Uh, <laughs> so don't hit that skip button. Um, we have two sinks in our bedroom bathroom, right? Okay. Right. I'm very happy. First, first time I've had two sinks, really stepping it up these days. Um, I've always wanted a separate Double sinks. vanity. I know. But... If I go to the sink and I pour myself a glass of water from my sink, Mm -hmm. the water is very murky and cloudy and has a metallic taste to it. (laughs) And if I move over 12 inches to the right and pour a glass of water out of my wife's sink, it's clear and fresh and everything tastes fine. So I pointed it out to her, and she goes, no, it just got stirred up or whatever, right? You always get like this. Yeah. But then two days later. <laughs> drink the later, murky water. But then two days later, Will, my son, was running upstairs. He was like, I'm going to get a drink out of your sink. And she goes, use my sink, not dad's. <laughs> hmm. You so always get like week, this in your third trimester, Bill. Yeah. Next week on a yeah. very special episode of the situation of Bill Shelter Bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so we don't need to get the kilometer. We're just going to talk about it, right? Well, I guess we could tell us about the kilometer, but we don't got to. We should probably get to the kilometer. Oh well, yeah. I guess we will. Uh, I, thought we were I think we're going to keep it. <laughs> just a bunch of <laughs> shit, shit cut together. together. Almost a spit take. spit take. I don't know why the kilometer sounds, sounds like, like bongo, bongo drum. Drums. Come on. This whole thing went sideways real quick. Yeah, kilometer and uh, I mean kilometer. <laughs> oh my god. I, I said, said kilometer. kilometer. I said kilometer. <laughs> we Rick, we both just said kilometer <laughs> instead of kilometer. <laughs> it just keeps getting longer. Uh pretty soon that'll just be the whole show. Once a week, just release that. Oh, so much easier to edit. Okay. What did you think of the movie, Bill? You have to say where you guys would put it on your meters first. Oh. Um, I don't have a meter anymore. Who cares? Give so, it a ranking. <laughs> if I had to rank it on my meter of Deborah Winger movies, <laughs> it's much better than Forget Paris. Um, okay, yeah, I'd agree with that. I wouldn't want to watch this movie again. Um, Shirley MacLaine was a revelation. She's really, I like her. I don't even, I don't really know her. I, I've seen still Magnolias and she's good in that. I think I don't remember her specifically. Um, and she's cool. Jack is fun to watch. <clears throat> I think that I knew, I wish I didn't know this movie was sad because maybe the, cancer revelation would have been like a surprise and more of a punch in the gut. Like Ryan ruined it for me, told me it was going to be sad at the end. So I just waited for something sad to happen. Mm. It took a really long time. They didn't allude to a sad thing happened in this movie until it happened. Right. There was no, like, I don't know. She didn't feel the lump randomly. Right. They mm. weren't foreshadowing it. Right. No, not right. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I and I looked a lot because I knew something bad because Ryan ruined it once again. But um, <laughs> I didn't love how it ended. Um, but I get why it did. So I guess I'd put it in like the. I guess I'd give it a. If I'm using your ranking, am I using your ranking? Just give it a ranking. <laughs> Forty-two. Because it right. wasn't it wasn't bad, but I don't love it. I uh, this this wasn't as bad for me as uh, Gone with the Wind. And Jeez, I, I hope not. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> it was so much better than Gone with the Wind. <laughs> But I'm, I'm going through my head here thinking of the movies that I have on that my... you had to rank. Okay. Had to rank. And uh, it's definitely better than Forget Paris. Better, better than Gone with the Wind. But I, I... I I can't in good conscience give this movie a good score. Even with the good acting. I, I, I thought there were good performances by almost all of the actors and actresses in this movie. I just thought that the story was not good... Uh, just from the way it was told. I mean, you could tell that same story in a much more compelling way and have it be more entertaining and less, uh, I don't know, less have soap opera Have you seen Still Magnolias, Ryan? Uh, yes. I, like I said. Are you sure? Probably not. Okay, <laughs> okay. nice flip-flop. I I'm like probably it. probably not sure. He's like, what do I have to say to not watch this movie? Uh, right. I think, okay, but I, we're going to talk about that in a minute. So, to 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 end this um my my score i'm going to read the a quote that kind of summed up my thoughts of a review of this movie this film may yearn for the complexity of a novel but it has the substance of a soap opera it's bad enough when a movie uses cancer as a payoff uh, even worse when it uses it as a punchline hmm. i thought the cancer was a reason for you to care about this movie at the end and hmm. And the rest of it was made cheaper by it. I did think that this movie, you know, talk about the time jumps and stuff. I did feel like, you know, when you watch a movie and you're like, this was obviously a play. Mm. Yeah. This movie was like, this was obviously a novel. They tried to, I haven't read it, but it seems like they really tried to stick to how a novel went without Mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, and they probably left out of our stuff. I don't know. And I do agree with a little bit of that cancer thing because it was just. Like I, I don't, it I've felt never like it was movie. tacked on at the end. I've never watched a movie where I'm like, I wish there was more cancer in it. But I kind of wish she would have went through more. I don't know. It was well. I get what I you're know. saying. Like it, like if that's going to be the the end of the movie, make it a part of the movie. Okay, if she doesn't get cancer in the last 15 minutes of the movie, what's this movie about? It's it's interesting to hear you guys talk like this because I'm gonna I'm gonna give it my score, and then we can finish this. Okay. okay. I gave it a 15. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That's 13 points higher than you thought you were going to give it. Right. You thought I was going to give it a two. (laughs) Yeah. And you thought Rick, Rick, you thought I was going to give it a a 43. Okay. Sight unseen. Yeah. So sight unseen. this movie, you know, I was going to say, it's interesting to hear you guys talk about how it like, jumped all over the place or the story, right? Because this was like, you talked about that too. It it was sure. But it was, it was vignettes. It was scenes from a life, right? It right. wasn't, which, which you hate in movies. 
T- normally, yes. Every oh, time geez. we've every movie we've ever seen that's a day, is like this, you hate. I know, and you guys are telling me, "Hey, I've got to learn to appreciate it. <laughs> yep. I've got to give these movies a chance." Uh-huh. Right? Yep. And I normally hate anything having to do with cancer, which we kind of talked about, Ryan. I I appreciated this movie wasn't about cancer. Mm-hmm. Right, and I can understand I how you feel that way, right? Uh, and I don't, I don't want to watch experience. a movie about and and. You know, I I understand what you're saying from a dramatic point of view, from a theme and story point of view about if that's what was going to happen, it should have been more about that. Mm-hmm. But I think about like in my personal experience, my mom died of cancer, but her life wasn't about cancer. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. leading up to – it wasn't like – there were all of these signs and everything pointing to that. And I think, you know, when, when you're telling just the story of someone's life, and I really do believe if this movie, if I had viewed this movie as the Deborah Winger story, Mm. then yeah, it's a weird, awkward, sudden ending to it. But I did feel like it was more about the journey that Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson go through as observers to life around them and relationships that they have and things like that. And that's really where it, where it ends and where it begins, you know? Yeah, yeah. but I think I, th- I wish they would have, if that was true, I think they needed another 15 minutes of Shirley MacLaine and Jack Nicholson. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I was okay with it, and I felt like this movie was brilliantly acted by yeah, so many good actors. I don't and think I any fa- of us are arguing that the acting right. was good in that. I found this that. movie funny. I found this movie witty. I found this movie moving. I found this movie engaging and entertaining. And even though you know I don't love a tearjerker, especially with cancer, I think I would watch this movie again, or at least parts of this movie again. And I think it was deserving of winning Best Picture. And I gave this movie a 90 90 a 90 i think this is the best movie we've watched all year and i was i was thrilled to finally get a good one i think it was better than any of the sports movies we watched i liked it better than rain man i liked it better than um whatever the first oh that stupid unforgiven movie um yeah, this this finally was one where I was like, maybe the Oscars aren't all crap because this was a good movie. Well, then I so you know what I don't I don't hate your I don't hate that because I I think that my forty three says that I like that movie. Yeah, I do too. Based no, on I don't like that movie. I didn't hate it. I wasn't mad. I was watching it. I had I know the, what my issues were with it, and I know why I was like. I seriously think it was ruined that I knew too much about it. Sure. Yeah. No. Um, Ryan made it worse. Got it. Yeah, he ruined it. But okay, if you love you guys, can we watch Steel Magnolias? Like pretty soon. Right now, I don't no. want to. No, we I know. Record another podcast. <laughs> I I want you to watch it like soon. Like if I know you don't like a tearjerker, but like if you liked Shirley MacLaine, I did. I think that. We should watch it. I, this it's is the sad. first movie I'd ever seen her in, I think. And a tearjerker is fun sometimes. Let's wait like one month. We'll think of a reason to watch it, but we're going to watch it. Let's put it on that back burner. Let it simmer. For no, it's going to be on the. It's going to be on toward the front burner. Um. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about it later. We're going to get to it. 
I'm going to put it down here on the list. Uh, Ryan and I are going to start picking some movies here soon, too. <laughs> are you? Yeah. I mean, I just gave you a 90. No, it, true, true. Uh, this might, other than, well, it's definitely in the top five movies you guys have assigned this entire podcast in my book. Hmm. That's mm. wild. Well, how about we keep the streak up? Well, we've got one more week of Oscar month. We got two weeks, so... Do we? We sure do. This is a five-week month. <laughs> Bill looks thrilled. We've discussed what movies we're going to watch. There's still another one to watch, isn't there, Bill? Yeah, that's what I said. One more week. Nope. There's another one after the next one. Well, I don't know what it is. Okay. We've talked about it many times. You actually yes, own it, but we'll, we'll get and, to it later. And, oh, and yeah! We're doing it just for you. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, Bill, take your headphones off. Oh, wait, we'll show you a movie it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, and then I should guess what it's or about before you kick we should, me off the podcast. We, you should come back and just tell us what you think the movie we're going to assign you is going to be about. Without knowing what it is? <laughs> it's no, almost yeah. as if we've done this 60 times before. Let's watch Platoon. Okay, Platoon. This won a Best Picture yes, award? Yes, it sure did. Okay. As in all the other movies. Platoon. Sounds like a war movie. Okay. Sounds like um, I'm feeling like a World War II kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Platoon, like a troop of guys in World War II. I'm thinking it's like... Like a platoon of guys? Like what, guys? Platoon of guys? I don't don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, this This is great audio. Uh... Yeah, I think I think maybe I know something about this and I think it's um yeah, I think it's a World War II movie. I it might be I'm when I'm fi- trying to picture this movie, I'm picturing like more like sweaty warm men. So, I think it might be like it's Right up your alley. <laughs> I think it might be like the Japanese, like the Pacific fighting of World War mm. II. So uh, stuff like on those Pacific islands where there was some like very gruesome. and. Exactly. Yeah. There's some like gruesome fighting that was going on there. I know about that a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's a, it's a group of guys that are pinned down, trapped on an island, and they have to fend off like a whole horde of Japanese troops before the, uh, you know, boats or planes can come in and rescue them. And like they're just like trying to hold out and survive. That's right. what I think. Okay, he's really digging himself a foxhole here. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> lots of lots of missing limbs. <laughs> okay, and guys yelling medic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. just having flashbacks of Band of Brothers, maybe. Okay, well we'll see you in a few minutes. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, he's not gonna like it. Well, he already said that war is bad and it makes him sad. So true. It's gonna this one might make him sadder. Yeah. This is a pretty rough, pretty rough war movie. Yeah. Um, We'll get into all that next week, I think. Um, We don't want to burn too much content, do we? No, no. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to like this movie. I think it's going to score low. I think he might appreciate the grittiness of it. Maybe the realism. But yep. uh, the gore, I think, is going to be too much. He might enjoy the 
um, the kind of internal struggle that uh, that Charlie Sheen is going through in this movie, the good and the bad, the the hell of war. But I think ultimately it's not going to pay off. He's not going to want to rewatch it. I think it's going to be a thirty-two. All right. I think the same thing, and I gave him a 21. Okay. Okay. So I think we get him back in here, wrap this one up, and say howdy-do about Platoon. Uh, Howdy-do about terms of endearment. Wait, what? We're saying goodbye to terms (laughs) of endearment and hello to Platoon. Isn't that what howdy-do means? Seems like it'd be like a hello more than a goodbye. Yeah. I don't know. Howdy give do. It the old, give it the old howdy do. It's howdy duty time. Right. But he's gone. Where's Bill? Speaking of howdy duty. Hey. You guys ready for me to come back yet? Sure are. Right on time. All right. Well, I think that's it for the day. Huh, glad I came back. <laughs> do you have oh. anything to say, Bill? Nope. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think that uh, pretty much wraps it up for this week. Uh, I really want to thank everybody who listens to the podcast. Uh, we wouldn't be doing it if people didn't listen to it. Uh, please take a minute we to check might. out our socials. <laughs> <laughs> please take a minute to check out our socials. We're on Instagram, Mitch Education Bill. We're on Twitter. You know what? We don't post all those any of those things. Just email us um, if you have any questions or want to watch a movie with us. Special thanks to White Only in the Wreckage for letting us use their music on the podcast. You can find them on Spotify or at WOATW.com. Guys, on to next week with Platoon. Bye. Bye.